Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. There's no singular entity, brand, product, company, or otherwise more vital to the auto interior trade than the hog ring. They're more than just the central hub for industry news, more than just a source for jobs, more than just a breeding ground for new vendors, more than just a meetup spot for all trimmers. They are the galvanizing force for the auto interior industry. They've provided a platform for trimmers to learn, grow, and be seen. Run by the Muadi brothers, the hog ring should be on everyone's Christmas card list. If you haven't thanked them, you need to. Nassim runs the family trim shop, while Nadim's focus is more on making the hog ring go. NC Shop Talk welcomes in Nassim and Nadim Muadi, owners and operators of the hog ring. Wow. Thank you. That's li- really flattering. Okay. Good. R- yeah. I really appreciate that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have Nadim with me first, then we're going to switch over to Nassim. But uh, yeah, good. I'm glad you liked it. I took an extra couple of minutes on that one. Wanted to make it, you know, do the best I could to make it, you know, make it stand up to what you guys are. Hopefully. No, I appreciate that. I'm blushing. Thank you. You got it, brother. Well, listen, thank you both for coming on and agreeing to get grilled. And that's the plan to make you as uncomfortable as humanly possible. Oh God. <laughs> Just because you went pretty easy on me, it doesn't mean I'm going to give you guys any layups. Okay. Let's Maybe let's, mostly let's, layups, but they, they get a little tricky on you here and there. Bring it on. Let's, let's see. All right. So we have Nadim again, starting with him. All right, Nadim, listen, give us the initial thought process, essentially where and how the hoggering idea originated. Grassroots thought process right from the beginning. Let us have it. Yeah. So... It's funny. There used to be this this journal called Upholstery Journal, that was like pretty widespread in the industry. It mostly focused on furniture, but they also did like marine and auto and things like that. Nassim had submitted uh, a few projects to them and won some awards. They had these annual awards for upholstery, and he, he got quite a few awards from them. And to the point where where they wanted him to actually write a few articles about automotive upholstery for them. Nice. So, so they commissioned like I don't know three or four articles from him. He wrote them up, we edited them, and we were about to send them over. And then right before we were about to send them over, the entire journal just went under. Like it just, it went, it was done. You know, internet, I guess, killed the magazine. So um, they were That was a big tease. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then so Nassim gives me a call and he's like, listen, I got these articles. They're done. They're ready to go. But I've got nowhere to publish them because no one else was publishing automotive upholstery articles Mm -hmm. at the time. So I was already working in digital media and, and I started thinking, and I was like, well, you know what? Let's just publish it on our own. Let's just you know create a website, put it up there. Uh, and if people want to read it, cool. If they don't want to read it, that's fine. But at least we're not just sitting on these articles. Just, no one will ever see. So we went ahead and we created a blog, you know, one of those free blogs online. We call it The Hog Ring and we just posted his articles. And then we reached out to a bunch of trim shops over Facebook to see what they thought, and people liked it. And then from there, it just snowballed. It just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger until the point. Did where you we just started like, like making members, or people just started following and re- responding to your blog? Well, it's funny. We actually just we made the blog and we put up the articles, and then I got on Facebook and I created a Facebook page for the hog ring, and then I just like typed in auto upholstery in the search bar. And all these different shops popped up that I've never even heard of, like all around the world, all around the country. And I just started leaving messages on every single person's page. And I was like, hey, we just launched a website. It's called The Hog Ring. Check it out. Um, and I would put the link. And I would do like 40, 50 shops a day. And I would just do that on all That's their pages. Awesome. I love that. I love that yeah. hustle. That's grassroots hustle right there, boys. No, it really is. And then like, you know, after a couple of weeks of doing that, we hit a few thousand shops. And, you know, some people came over and some people liked it and some people never bothered. But... At some point, it just snowballed, like I said, and, and, and it took off. And, um, and we started developing an audience. And we were like, well, we already you know, published all those articles. Now we got to come up with more articles. And from that point forward, we are basically you know, journalists for the industry. That's crazy. So you became like a media journalist just overnight almost. Yeah, yeah. We didn't actually intend for it. We don't even know what we were like really intending for. It was just an experiment. Um, and it just you know got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then here we are today. So I think last year was our tenth year. So, Holy so we've cow. been doing it for for quite wow. a for quite a bit. How now, long? Yeah. I mean, how long did it take you to get it off the ground to where you started getting sponsors? 
uh, we didn't get any sponsors at least until like the fourth fourth year maybe. Um, it's funny we used to laugh because like the first year. You know, people would come to our website, but it was mostly me and the team commenting on our own articles. I'd be like commenting under his articles and be like, "Yeah, hey, that's a good article, man." And he'd comment on mine back and forth. And the big joke was no one was reading it except for us. You know, and every now and then we'd have someone else pop on and, and say something, and, and we like that. But like by the fourth year, it had gotten big enough where where other industry suppliers and distributors started noticing and wanted to sponsor us. That's we incredible. Actually, we actually never went out and looked for sponsors. Um, all the sponsors just came to us, which was really cool because we didn't even think that anybody would want to sponsor the hog ring. So when they started coming to us, we were like, wow, there's really something cool here. Yeah, that's incredible. I like that. Okay. Initially, when I reached out to you guys, I dealt with Nassim. Yeah. And then after a while, Nadim, you took over the correspondence with me. Yeah. You know, there's only so much time in the day, right? So everyone's got to, you know, delegate and do different things. How do you guys effectively run an interior shop and run the hog ring at the same time? It's tough. So Nassim runs the shop day to day. It's it's his business. So he's doing the upholstery and, you know, dealing with the clients and, and you know, just trimming the cars. I work in digital media full time. Um, so... I have the ability to basically sit at a computer for the, for the bulk of the day and just doing my job. And then, you know, whenever there's a break or whatnot, I'm able to jump into the hog ring and jump back to my work. And just my schedule is a little bit different. Whereas he works, you know, he works seven days a week, Mondays through Sundays at the shop. I have three days off a week from my full-time job. And so for those three days, I can focus on nothing but the hog ring. Gotcha. So we're able to balance it in that way. But it, it is tough. I mean... The team will pull a whole day at the shop, then come home and work on the hog ring for another like two and a half hours. Wow. Um, and then go to bed. And it's been like that for like the last 10 years. Wow. All right. Changing gears a little bit. Did you ever have a sponsor that you wish wasn't a sponsor? Oh, God. <laughs> no. Meaning basically you don't like them and you want to kick them to the curb. No, no. I, honestly, we, we have this policy. And the team and I had this policy from the very beginning where, where it was... um we would not accept a sponsor unless we would actually want to use their products or, or we're already using their products. Like, okay. The whole point of the hog ring was never about, you know, making ad dollars or money or anything like that. So we figured, you know, we can't talk about someone's products or services, you know, genuinely um, or with authority unless we like their products and we're using them ourselves in our own right. shop. Right. That makes complete sense. But none that was ever like a real pain in the neck. You have to name names, but you've never had a sponsor. You're like, geez, we're no, a little mean, better every, off without these guys. No, no. Every every now and then you're like, geez, what do these guys want? Like, you know, some people will just like hit you and hit you up and hit you up and hit you up all the time. But, you know, it's, it's I think, part of the course, right? Like if someone's sponsoring you and, and, and they're backing you up, like you got you to gotta, you gotta come through. You know, some sponsors are more silent than others. Um, right. some more, more active, more yeah. proactive. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that before. But it's, yep. it's, it's good. I mean, everyone that we work with, we're happy to be working with. That's good. That's really great. We talked about that on the, the previous podcast we just launched actually today about, uh, you know, when I said, as far as vendors go, you know, if, if we don't have a good relationship with our vendors, we'll actively seek to switch. It's the way it goes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. got to be, mean, it's got to be a give and take, you know? Yeah. For, for us, it was, it was always about, you know, the shops come first, right? So, and this has happened in the past where sponsors who we who we didn't use their products or we thought their products were inferior came to us and asked us to be sponsors. And we just had to straight up tell them no, because we don't use your products and we can't in justify faith, recommend your products. So yeah. absolutely not. No, thank you. Right. So it's not just a money-making train or a prestige thing. It's just a, you know, a down and dirty honesty, really. Yeah, exactly. The trim shops come first and we, we've always we've always operated that way. I like that. Okay. So those of you listening, you pretty much know they're brothers. I've said it in the intro, but some people still don't listen. They are brothers. Yeah. And from what I hear, you guys have a great relationship, right? We do. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm going to try to wreck it right now. Oh God. Okay. Let's see. If I'm being honest, uh-huh. and I, this is one of the first things I thought of, God is my witness. Okay. If I'm being honest, I think people want to know which one of you guys is winning a street fight. You are in a seam. Nassim. Okay. Yeah, Nassim is in the gym all the time. Nassim has been... I, I've never met anyone so dedicated to working out as Nassim. Forget the working out. I said street fight. You know, I had friends well, that I was twice the size that would destroy me in a street fight. I mean, are you scrappier or he's scrappy too? 
Well, the thing is, I'd be winded. You know, I'm a, I, I got a gut. I'm a little overweight. You know, and the seam, the seam is, the seam is good. I'll be winded. You know, I'll put in a good like minute and a half, and then as soon as if I don't knock him out in the minute and a half, he's he's got me. So he's got you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a friend Ryan. I was really upset about something when I going to get into it years ago in my early twenties. He did everything: jujitsu, boxing, wrestling, you name it, any discipline. He was just a killer. And um, I call him coming over. We're boxing. He goes, no, we're not. I said, yeah, we are. So I was doing triathlons at the time, mountain bike triathlons. So I had more wind, you know, forget it. I could go for days. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. Just, you know, don't get stupid. So sure enough, I'm still dancing around. And by like the sixth or seventh round, he's like, I had to put you down because I was getting tired. And uh, he, knocked, <laughs> he knocked me out, hit me in the wall, busted my lip open. Damn. Nose was bleeding. I came up swinging. He hit me again. And that's what caused the nose to bleed. And uh, I ran upstairs. His mother screamed at him. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I asked for it. That's what I wanted. I felt better yeah, after. So, yeah, don't you gotta be careful. Got to be yeah. careful. Who you, and he was 50 pounds <laughs> less than you. You got to be careful who you tangle with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah All right. So we, we know who's winning a fight. Nassim's got the edge in the fight. Who's yeah. smarter? Who's smarter? Well, it depends on, you know, what the subject matter is, you know? Overall if, brain pan. Who's the smarter brother? Oh, God. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to like school-wise, we're, we're both top of our class. We're both pretty, you know... Um, well, there's always someone who's two and three or someone who's one and two who had the slight edge. The slight edge. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, okay. Um, I have three bachelor degrees and a master's degree. Okay. So if we're just going to go on degrees, Nassim also has a bachelor's degree, but I've got him outranked in the number of them. You're his master, period. You win this one. There you go. I'm going to be the judge. We're used to judging, right? Yeah. All right. Who's better looking? Everyone says we look alike. Everyone says that we're like basically twins. I'm I'm a a little bit on the the chubbier side, like I said, but everyone just says that we look like twins. I see a difference. You know, I've always seen a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to go a wash here? Yeah, we'll, we'll do a wash there. You're not even going to say I'm better looking than my brother? Come on. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's, let's let the audience be a judge. We'll put up some photos or something. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll maybe a little flex off. No, nah, no, nah, that's too embarrassing. All right. Who back in the day in your, you know, going out years, high school years, college years, whatever, mm-hmm. in your 20s, who was better with the ladies? Me. Ooh, that was a quick me. Well, I mean, I think I think I'm probably more um, sociable. Okay. Um, I like to like you know talk to people, get out there, go to nightclubs, yeah. go to bars, that sort of thing, and still till this day. So okay, um, yeah. So you had game like Monopoly, and he had game like Candyland. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope Nassim, Nassim can't hear this, but he's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that's it for that little segment. I enjoyed that. I was hoping for a little more. You know, I, finally we get to better with the ladies. We got a little, little bit of little friction. <laughs> it caused a little friction there. No, we've got All a right. solid relationship, me and the seam. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll take a lot to like drive a wedge in there. Yeah, I do. Wedge is wedge is good as long as it's in, it's in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. All right, getting a little serious. There's a glaring industry problem. We've touched on it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Now, from your perspective, kind of looking out over everybody and even having in-house experience. Trimmers and custom car builders often, too often, don't make enough money to justify the amount of time spent. What are your thoughts on this? That's a tough one. I'm sure Nassim will have a lot more insight than I would do because he's he's in the day to day. But you see it all the time. But yeah, I mean it's it's difficult. I mean, sometimes we'll see people who who send us like really jaw-dropping projects and they'll tell us, oh, we have, I don't know, 200 hours into this thing. And then I find out what you know, they were paid for it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like when you do the math and you break it down, you know, you're getting paid like $22 an hour. Like it's not worth the effort, yeah. you know? So I, I think trim shops that do that are, are really valuing, you know, what they get out of that other than the money. They're, they're valuing, you know, the prestige, the ability to work on something that they're really passionate about. Yeah. At the end of the day, who are you feeding? If you're, yeah. if you're battling to get by every week. I mean, there's gotta be a bar that gets raised. And I, I, I'm not trying to be forceful, but we talked about it. Get what you're worth. You got to get what you're worth. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, whole, I wholly believe that. I mean, you got to charge what you're worth. And then sometimes, you know, people will not want to pay that. Well, then 
then you know then you just don't do the work for them you know yeah. it, it is what it is like if you want that level of work and that many hours this is a craft that takes a long time to master and everyone who's working here is is hard working people so i'm not a big fan of people trying to nickel and dime um trimmers or any other craftsmen um for their hard earned labor charge what you're worth i know i know it's it's easier said than done because you know sometimes you need the money and you got to take a project but where you can you know charge what you're worth yeah no it makes sense you know again switching it up a little bit i just want to emphasize to you guys we've grown very close so it's really you don't have to pull any punches it's like having a conversation with your friend busting each other uh busting other shops back and forth it's you know it's a good give and take and uh make no mistake these are two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet first time i met you guys at sema I was like, is it too good to be true? I mean, they're that good on the phone. They're that nice on the phone. They're that great in emails. In person, they're wonderful. They can't do enough to help you. So it's just a, I don't know, a testament to your parents. They did a heck of a job because, uh, you know, you're two guys that I obviously consider friends. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we, you guys are a vendor of ours, essentially. So it's hard to have those kind of relationships with vendors and people that you hire to do things because a lot of times you don't feel like you get what, you should, and I've never felt that. Yeah, so I just I, want I to give you guys that. kudos all the way around. The yeah, way you no, business I business mean, and the, 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 feel, the feeling is mutual. It's um, I think we're all in business, and we get to sort of pick and choose who we want to be in business with, right? So, yeah. you might as well pick people who you enjoy being around and talking to and working with as much as you can. And like I said, that's always been sort of our approach: is we want to work with people that we like and that we admire, and whose products and services we like. Um, and so with you, it was a no-brainer. Like you were always outgoing and cool with us, and you, you know, sponsored us. And 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 every time you elevate, like you're not just elevating yourself through us; you're elevating us along with you. And so it's a very reciprocal um, relationship. And so there's a lot of like respect there, and there's a lot of yeah. Um, we're just we're honestly. a pimple compared to what you guys have already done. You were already there, but it's you know it's a testament to you guys and. Uh, yeah, it's very you got you got some special guys doing this, and that's why it works because you're just normal guys being kind, being considerate, and and really overall just being helpful to an entire industry. Which is, you know, you guys didn't get in this to, to you know retire on an island somewhere. You're you're yeah. doing it essentially for the love of the game, and you know you've done a heck of a job. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. Um, so we come from you know like a long line of trimmers. My father is a trimmer. Three of my uncles are trimmers. All of their kids, all of their sons worked in their trim shops growing up. I have three brothers. We all worked in my dad's trim shop growing up. So, I mean, my family, we're very much involved in the craft. And for the longest time, it was just, we knew about my uncle's shop and our uncle's shop knew about our shop. You know what I mean? Like every now and then you hear about another trim shop like miles away. But we had no idea how large the community was. We had no idea what the other trim shops were like, if they were all family run like this. We just didn't know anything because the the industry was so disconnected. There was nothing uniting us together. And so that, I think that's always been the greatest thing for us through the hog ring is that we were able to connect with all these different shops across the country and realize that we're all pretty much run the same way. We're all mom and pop shops. Yeah. A lot of trimmers are trimmers because their dads were trimmers um, or their uncles were trimmers or someone that they had looked up to were trimmers. And just being able to like forge that connection and that relationship with so many shops and realizing that we're all pretty similar in those ways was was really cool. And I think for us, it's always been the main driving force is just yeah, getting it's a good to connection them. to have with essentially your customer base or your, you know, your followers. Definitely. Yeah. Is there anything that you dislike about running the hog ring? Like something that just drives you crazy or something you don't look forward to? If there is, um, what would it be? <laughs> a few things, but I'll point to one that I was thinking about today. One of my biggest pet peeves is shops that do amazing work but take really crappy photos. Um, <laughs> sometimes I see these shops, they just pull off these amazing interiors and then they post the worst, bad lighting, just out of focus, just like just bad shots online, right? And then nobody knows. Like nobody will ever know that they did a, a great job with that interior because the photos are just so bad. Yeah. And I always Especially if just, you're using it for promotion. You're using exactly. it to promote your brand and promote your company. Yeah, I'm all. I'm always thinking like, why did you even put that on Instagram? Like, like really, like invest in some good lighting and a good camera, and take some right photos because you know one or two amazing photos can really bring a lot of money to your shop. Like people will look sure. at that and say, like, wow, that guy's amazing. Let me take my car to that shop. You know, yeah. so that that always bothers me too because sometimes these shops will like reach out and they'll say, well, how come you never like promote 
you know, the work that we do or things like I that. I knew that was coming. Yep. You know what I mean? And you got to yep. be like, we're trying, we're trying, but we're always trying to look for like really strong photos. And to be honest, like you're just not posting any really strong photos. Like, yeah, it, look atro- it looks atrocious. You want me to feature this in front of, I don't know, how many followers you guys have now? hundred and change? What do you have? Like 190? I think 170 at right 170. now. 170. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, that's 170,000 followers. And it, at the end of the day, it's their social media page. They need to, you know, you want to, you know, post good looking photos. It, it's good that you got on this subject because a lot of trimmers, and I don't mean this the wrong way. You guys want to take it the wrong way? Go ahead, you know, turn off the podcast. But you can be great at one thing, okay at something else, good at this, but you can't be bad at six different things. And those six things should not be your business, running your business, your marketing, your sales approach, the fact that you're one person answering phones. I mean, there's there's better ways to generate income for your company and for, you know, building your brand and acquiring more customers. Case in point, the whole, you know, taking better pictures. What I just said about like try not to be the only one answering the phone and doing the work. How productive can you be if you're answering phones all day? And especially if you're chatty. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's it's difficult. I mean, I see it in in our own shop, right? Um, like I said, Nassim runs the day-to-day. So he's doing the upholstery work. He is giving the estimates. He's answering the phones. And clients do pull you away um, yeah. throughout the day, like repeatedly. It's really, really difficult. And like, I know what you mean. Like, you know, you have to bring in some help. Um, you can outsource what you need to outsource. But all that takes money and time. And, and, and you know, a lot of shops aren't operating at the level where that's yeah. feasible a lot of times. It's either, true. But know? here's a simple, simple fact. How do you pay your bills? You pay your bills with money. How do you feed your family with money? How are you generating a steady revenue stream if you're only invoicing once a week, every two weeks? I've heard companies do that. They're sometimes going over a month without invoicing their customers. What are you doing? These are like Um, basic (laughs) business principles. I hear it all the time. Yeah. You know, I heard it. We were just at a Cato and Justin's class in, in Atlanta, two or three guys talking, and I'm just sitting back listening and, oh, yeah, you know. The invoice, we should invoice more frequently. I'm thinking I wanted to scream. Yeah, it's exactly what you should be doing. You, should be, you do a job, you invoice that day. What if yeah. it takes them a month to pay or they stretch you out and it took you a month to invoice it? Now you're out 60 days. So these basic like running your business principles, yeah. get the money in quicker <laughs> versus just letting it sit out there. You, you we think we're going to run to you with money. Just, oh, you forgot to bill me, Nassim. You better, you better get your act together. No, you need to invoice every day. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's that's sort of like the hardest part, right? Is to run a successful business, small business yourself. In a lot of ways, you, you have to be like pretty good at least at everything, right? Like you have to have some sort of knowledge about marketing, some sort, you know, about bookkeeping, I mean all that stuff in addition to the actual upholstery work, right? So if you're just a craftsman, and I don't mean that lightly, like being a craftsman is a really hard thing to be. Brutal. Um, Very hard. Yeah. Right. But you don't have sort of any of the other business acumen to surround that with. It's going to be very difficult to have a really successful shop. Right. Right. You're going to break your break your back every day for years and wonder why certain things are lagging. How come the money's not coming in? Well, you're not billing. First of all, you're not billing enough. Then you're just not, you know, frankly, invoicing frequently enough. So these little things that if you just took a little extra time, you know, got someone to help you or you know, got some advice. You could change your whole lifestyle in a way, you know? I mean, how For many sure. guys listening now, I want to be honest, are probably saying, wow, I only invoice once every two weeks. Sometimes I let it go longer. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, there's also a ton of trim shops that are always hitting us up just looking for talented trimmers, right? Like, mm-hmm. It feels like almost every shop in the country is just looking for someone to come in and just help them out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so difficult to find help. Um, so, you know, if if the business side of it isn't for you, but you're a really badass trimmer, um, there are opportunities for you to work for other shops, you know, where you don't have to worry about the invoicing and things like that because you can work right. in another Yeah, some shop. guys aren't just cut out to be business owners, you know? Yeah, and that's it okay. Is what it is. You know, yeah, it's, that's perfectly fine. I mean, everyone's got their own thing, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing I'm happy about is you finally cut down, trimmed down that uh, nasty Mustafa beard you had going there? That that thing was that was grossly long. I mean, that was, was it grossly just, long? I don't think it was too bad. Damn. Look how handsome you look now. You could actually beat your brother that. in a good-looking contest with that beard. You weren't winning anything. All right, you, you know it is. It's a COVID beard. I feel like a lot of dudes have just grown beards over like working from home or just like you know not interacting with a lot of people or always wearing a yeah. mask. Like you don't got to care anymore. 
yeah, I think that's what it was. Now, this is much better. Appreciate that. Much better. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have some fun. It is rapid fire hot seat time for you. Okay. I'm going to fire away some questions. Just give me the first answer that comes to mind. You know the drill. Ready to go? Yep, let's do it. All right, sweet or spicy? Sweet. Yay or nay on the new Corvettes? Yay. I'm going to park here for a second. I'm going to go nay. Really? Why? They I feel badass. like they took I feel like they took the C7 uh-huh. and tried to marry it to a Ferrari Basically. and it developed an ugly kid. <laughs> Parts of it are gorgeous, yeah, but yeah, overall yeah. I'm not ha- I'm just not having it. And I've yeah, never I mean, been like that. I mean, they're expensive, but it's always kind of been like a broke man's Ferrari, right? Like it's sort of just been like the shtick for the Corvette. So, well, the mid-engine was genius. It's exponentially better handling, performance. I mean, the whole nine, the experience is better. But as far as aesthetics go, yeah, I, I just think there's a. It just looks. Too, it looks too. It looks odd to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. It's still a head turner. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it is. It, it, it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is like drive around and impress the gr- ladies, you know, um, it'll work. Uh, if you're if you're trying to like impress the dudes, eh, maybe not so much. I just think aesthetically they went backwards from the seven, and this is the first time in years, probably since the '80s, that they went backwards. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. fair enough. We'll yeah. throw it out there. So, food wise, Italian, Mexican, or Chinese. Mm, Italian. I grew up in okay. South Philly with an Italian neighborhood. So definitely Agreed. Italian. Agreed. Yeah. I know you guys like to travel and you've, you've tried to, you've let me know this. You've tried to make it to many of the States. Yeah. Give me two or three of your favorite States. Uh, I just drove cross country last year from the Atlantic ocean to the Pacific ocean. Wow. Um, through the South. Let's see. Um, I loved California. My first time in California in like 20 something years. So um, I would definitely go back in a heartbeat. Other than that, um, I did Texas. I like Texas a lot. Texas was I a love cool Texas. Vibe. Yeah, Texas was cool. It was yeah. very laid back. It was, um, you know, the people were nice. It was, it was, it was nice. I do Texas and, and, and Cali. Yeah, Texas, Georgia, Florida, and Vermont are probably my top four. Vermont, that's a good one. Yeah. Love Vermont. Vermont's incredible. Yeah, Vermont's great. I've been up to Vermont. Maine is really nice as well. Mm, I never did Maine. Never got that high. I feel like Went into Canada. That was fun. But Canada's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're counting that as a state though, but yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) We got a little taller. All right. What's your preference interiors wise, exotics or hot rods? Hot rods. Agreed. We talked about that the other day as far as me not liking exotics. Yeah. Yeah. De Niro or Pacino? De Niro. Okay. I'm probably going to go with you. Yeah. De Niro for sure. Tough. Tough. It's, in, it's the really movie tough Heat, in that movie Heat, it was a it was a coin flip though. They were both really good. Yeah, they're both amazing. They're, I mean, it's so hard to pick, but if you got a gun on my head, yeah, I'll go. I'll go De Niro. I, I agree. I'll give him the edge. Yeah. Brad Pitt or George Clooney? Brad Pitt. He's more badass. I yeah. mean, he's got Fight Club under his belt. What's George Clooney? That's very got? true. That's a fair yeah. point. As an actor, though, I don't think either mm. one are like incredible. I, I I just I don't I don't think they're that good. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think we've had a really good, great actor since like Pacino and De Niro got old. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean they're they're both like leading men um, who people like value for their good looks and whatnot. But yeah, as sort of like actors, actors. Yeah, I mean there's more to be desired. Yeah. All right. Gone in sixty seconds or Days of Thunder. Gone in sixty seconds. That's I mean, tough, bro. That when, when, <laughs> Day, when Days of Thunder came out. I was so into that movie, but you're gone in 60 seconds. Definitely, especially with Eleanor is going to win the, win the day there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not that far apart in age, but I think um, generation-wise, I feel like Gone in 60 Seconds was like a pivotal movie for yeah. for Yeah. That slingshot move Tom Cruise did in the uh, in Days of Thunder was, was enjoyable. Learned yeah. how to slingshot from that. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deserted Island. You're bringing three foods. What are they? Three foods. Damn. I'm a, uh, bananas. I know it sounds horrible, but like... They probably love, have them there already. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a big lasagna guy. I'll take okay. lasagna. I'll take lasagna with me. Um, let's see. A nice burrito. Why not? Okay. Um, fair. I should pick something healthy, right? No. 
Hell no. 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 I wouldn't. French fries, pizza, tacos. Ooh, pizza fries. Pizza. Oh, so you're, you're just like carb loading yeah. to the nth degree with, with all your food. Which I, mean, I can, yeah, I mean, which I dig it. I'm, I'm, I'm with stuck you on, on an island. Like, you know, what else am I going to do? <laughs> Might as well get fat. Exactly. Who am I, who am I trying to impress? <laughs> I probably, I probably, probably all melt off of me anyway in that hot sun when I dive exposure or whatever it is. All right. We're on the desert island. We have our three foods. What are your three things that you're bringing? Uh, my guitar, for sure. I got to okay. pass the time. Um, does the island have internet? You can bring whatever you want. It's going to work. All right. Bring my laptop. You know, okay. so, something to do. My guitar, my laptop. Um, I guess a jet ski. If I'm on an island, I mean, right? Yeah, or a boat yeah. to get the heck out of there. Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's let's, yeah. let's let's have an exit strategy or something. Yeah. All right, and lastly, one person you're stuck on this island forever. Who you bringing? Forever. Yeah. It's got to be a woman. I mean, I don't want to be stuck with a dude forever. Let me see. Um, I don't know. Um, That's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Stuck forever. All right, forgetting forgetting the the whole you know, girl tack. Yeah. Would you just bring your brother? Would you bring your dad? Would you bring one of your best friends? Who would you bring? Who could you tolerate all day long, 24-7? Oh, my brother I can tolerate. Yeah. I mean, right. if we're looking for someone who's not going to get on my nerves 24-7, we're going to have a good time. We'll, we'll probably just like... Maybe he could teach you how to fight. Yeah, he'll teach me how to fight. I mean, you know, you know what it is too? <laughs> I'm going to need someone who's going to help me like build shelter and build a fire. My brother's like super handy. Let's um, do with that. All right. So if we're thinking on like survival mode, I'll bring my bro. Yeah, All right. Yeah, there we go. And lastly, on the rapid fire hot seat question, have you ever dabbled in cross-dressing? No, not at all. Well, maybe for Halloween when I was like a teenager, but like not like for real, for real. Maybe a talent show. Nothing? No, not no no talent shows. I think like Halloween right. Halloween mostly. All right. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> I may have heard a couple of rumors, but maybe not. I'm just oh, I'm God, just, what's going I'm, around? just I'm just <laughs> All right. Why don't we Take that headset and yeah. send it over to Nassim and let's see what kind of damage he can do here. Cool. Just one second. All right, buddy. Yeah, there you go. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How you been? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good seeing you. How's everything going over there? Everything's going good. Thank God. How about yourself? Good. All right. Your brother got grilled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So we're just going to go right from the get-go, really get you dialed in to what I was trying to drive a wedge between your relationship. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. This is what everyone wants to know. In a street fight, who's winning? You or Nadim? Mm. Um, Just be honest. N- yeah, Nadim would kick my ass. I go. Oh, he Nadeem. did? Okay, he said you'd win. No, no, he would. He's for some reason like, and it makes no sense, but he's good at sports. Okay. Because I, I don't know, he, he doesn't, play sports he doesn't watch sports he doesn't care for sports but every and i do uh but every time we play anything he beats me all right so I'm thinking well, he says you're like a workout like warrior so muscles wise you don't think the strength can overtake him no no i work right. out just to we should uh, set this up for charity i could i could sell this i could pitch it <laughs> <laughs> all right who's smarter you or him uh he is yeah yeah he's got all the degrees wow. but i think i did Look better at this on the nice SAT brother here he did he wasn't so nice to you i'm not gonna lie Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he said he said you'd win the fight. And smarter wise, I I, I he reluctantly said him. I kind of made him. Yeah, um, I would because of the master's degree. Mm-hmm. All right, who's better looking, you or him? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go him again. Yeah, I disagree. Go. I think you got. I think I think you're more handsome. I'm not gonna is that lie. right? <laughs> yeah, you got to be a little, a little gotta, bit more gruff than he is. Like uh, yeah. a little bit more beat up and scratched <laughs> and stuff. All right, who historically? Growing up, you know, high school years, 20 years, whatever. Who's better with the ladies? He is. Yeah. Okay. He said that yeah. too. Right. Yeah, he is. He's more social than I am. That's what, exactly the reason he gave. Yeah. All right. You did well. God bless you. You're, you're very generous. <laughs> very generous. Okay. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, the brothers have had a family trim shop for years, family, et cetera. Nassim is the skilled muscle behind their shop. Take it over for his dad. He's essentially the engine that makes their trim shop go. Before we go any further, because most people don't know, what is the name of your trim shop and where is it located? 
It's called Delaware County Auto Upholstery, and it's in a town called Holmes, PA, okay. which is in Delaware County, um, just outside of Philadelphia. So I could be in Philadelphia in like 10 minutes. Okay. So everyone listening, there it is. Because most people have absolutely positively no idea. Now, yeah. is there a dedicated is there a dedicated Instagram page for you guys? No, no. Um, no, not for the shop. No, Why? I, I, well, because, you know, to be honest with you, I'm like overwhelmed with work. And yeah. um, we're not doing the type of work that like I show on Instagram you know, with the fancier cars and stuff like that. Uh-huh. The work we do at our shop are your, basically your daily drivers and your fleet vehicles, commercial upholstery, things of that sort. Repairs so, too, like, right? A lot of repairs, yeah. So nobody wants to see a picture of like, you know, a cigarette burn that used to be there and it's not there anymore kind of thing. <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it, yeah, yeah. So it, it's not the fancy stuff we do on Instagram. Gotcha. Your brother, for a while had a nasty long beard going. It just didn't suit him. <laughs> so I was busted at shops about it the other day. Did he just want to take like a pair of Kai scissors, a pair of Kai shears and just cut that thing off for a while, after a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when he he rubs his hands through it and like combs it down and things. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, pretty you, nasty. You could store a ham sandwich in that beard. I mean, it, yeah, was, but... <laughs> it, was, it was heavy, you know? Because <laughs> if right. you're hungry, it's good, but geez. <laughs> All right, your passion for wanting to take over the family trim shop. I know you're inherently handy, so that's a big help. But where does your passion for the trim shop come from? So just from working here on a daily basis as a kid, my dad would buy us a car when we were young, like real young, like 12, 13. But it was was usually like a piece of junk car, you know, like $400. Mm -hmm. And we would get so excited about it. Instead of goofing off after school, we'd come to the shop and we'd work on the cars and... Uh, I would do that on a daily basis and I just loved it. And then um, in high school, I was thinking about going a different direction to like the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And my high school got me a um, like an internship at a hotel to work at. And I remember thinking the whole time I was at the hotel, like all I want to do is just go back to the shop. So that's when it kind of clicked in my head that I don't want to go down that path. I just want to um, pursue the upholstery. I enjoy that. Was your dad disappointed when you kind of left or... Uh, my dad was disappointed that I wanted to get into upholstery for sure. Yeah. He didn't want me to do this. He didn't, oh, he didn't want you to. Okay. He didn't want me to do this. No. So when no. you left for the hotel gig or tried to go that route, mm-hmm. he was happy about it. When you came, when he came back to working in the shop, he was obviously not. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He tried everything to not get me to do upholstery. I think. Yeah. This um, is like a mirror here. We just talked about this with my father and not wanted me to get into this business, but, uh, I remember sometimes yeah, I it heard. just happens. Yeah, you know, you grow up in it and then you see it on a daily basis and it just becomes your life and you don't really know anything else. So you just go down that path. And mm. um, that's what I did. I don't regret it. I love upholstery, you know. But, uh, yeah. he, you know, he wanted me to do something, I guess, a little bit, um, you know, better money, easier work, kind of office job kind of thing, you know. Yeah. That's well, I, I mean, think. I've told my kids and it totally resonates. It's just ringing in my head right now. I've told my kids, especially my son, He's the first one I broke it to, you know, just being a, you know, being a guy he said to him, you have one job in life. Honestly, you have to be better than me, not just a little bit better, a lot better. You have to get a better job, make more money, be a better person, be more helpful, you know, be a better brother, be a better husband. You have to do everything better than me. That's your job. And I think that's what most dads want, but, uh, I don't know what made me verbalize it, but I said that to him and you know, he's nine or eight. What probably Mm -hmm. when I said it to him. And it totally made sense to him. He's like, okay, I got yeah. good, good talk. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he got it, but it's, it's you're, there. It's, it's definitely right. important. Yeah, I think that's how my father felt. My grandfather was illiterate, never went to school. Mm-hmm. And he insisted that my dad go to school. So my dad finished high school. And my dad insisted that all his sons graduate college. So Love we it. did that. But I think that's what he wanted. He wanted me to go and you know do something, as, as opposed to becoming him, do something better than him. Nice. Yeah, I like to hear that. That's, that's At least good the stuff. other three brothers did. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. You know, you're been told you're a family man and going back to your dad, getting you in the car scene. You told us the path. Your dad still comes in the shop and helps you, right? 
He does not as much like today. He came to the shop and he stripped a seat for me for a 69 Camaro, just stripped it down to the metal. And uh, so that I could prep it and paint it and everything. Yeah. So he still helps. He still helps. That's great. So he's pretty much retired, but he's still coming in once in a while. He still has the bug. Yeah. Yeah. He's 74, but you know, you can't stay home all day. That's just not him. You know, yeah, so he, he pops in and hangs out and, and it, it's a help too. So I enjoy it. Oh, heck yeah. Him. I mean, just yeah. a couple of steps we were talking about before you need help, you know, having a one man band for everything does not work. I mean, teamwork is always, always, always the way to go. Um, you have a good team behind you. You could always, you could achieve more. I just can't stress enough. I, I struggle watching so many trim shops that battle to pay their bills, be successful, get all they want done in a day because they can't or they're not geared to do it. You know, they don't do their invoicing enough. We talked about it before. So mm-hmm. that teamwork element is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. But it, you know, it, it's a challenge in these shops. I, mean, I think most shops are small numbers, you know? Yeah. It's, it's rare to see a shop with like like 10 employees or more. That's, no, that's, that's crazy. Rare. Yeah. No, yeah. most are not for sure. Yeah. Um, so you guys own a 69 charger, which I found out about Two weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year did you buy it? Um, I think it was four years ago. So 2018. All right. So you paid up for it. Where'd yeah. you find it? I found it in a place called Lee Heighton, Pennsylvania. It was about two hours away. Okay. Yeah. Running and driving when you got it? It had been sitting for a while. So the carburetor, like it was leaking fuel everywhere. So it, pretty much running and driving. It needed some work. The, needed because help. it was right. sitting, yeah, we had to redo the fuel tank and the lines and all that stuff. All right. Overall, outside of the the leaking issues, was she in good shape or she needed a drastic overall? No, no, very good shape. Yeah. Oh wow, great. Yeah, color, the, the what's body, the color combo? It is um dark bronze metallic and it has a saddle interior with a uh, saddle vinyl top. Okay. It looks like a grandmom's uh, 69 charger. It does not look like a hot rod at all. But, but it's a 440, but, right? No, that's when the team got it wrong. I don't know what that oh. is. <laughs> uh, no, that's a 318 car. So it's, 318, it's, your, okay. yeah, it's a small V8. Yeah. So How much of it remains it stock? A lot. The vinyl top is original. So it's the okay. same vinyl top from, from 69. The interior is um, almost entirely original. I had to redo like the inserts on the seats. I had a few tears on them of the front seats, but not the back seats. The carpet's original. It's very, very original, but it, it was repainted uh, about 15 years ago. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm a, I was always a General Lee guy growing up. Um, yeah, Knight Rider, all of them, but you know, the A-Team van was, forget about it. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, those are, you know, the, the General Lee has always been my number one for TV shows. Ever consider redoing the interior the way you want, or you just want to leave it stock? Yeah, I did consider that. I did consider that. Um, but it, it's funny. This is not the 69 Charger I wanted. I wanted one that was kind of more like a hot rod, something a little bit, you know, maybe... The paint was kind of messed up. Something I wouldn't be really afraid to just get in, drive it, do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. But this car is so original and it's so nice and it's got all the documentation. I have the original receipt, the, the window sticker. I bought it oh, off wow. the original owner. It, it's almost a sin to to start tearing into it. And yeah, no, you're right. Things. You're right so about I'm, that. I'm conflicted, to be honest with you. No, I, I like where you're going. I'd leave it alone too. Yeah. Ever take her on a dirt road? Nah, never been. There's really no dirt roads around here. It's all city I, you roads find here. one. Like I just, you know, go to Home Depot, buy some sand because when I get down there to, <laughs> to see you guys, we're finding a dirt road and we're going for it. Uh, um, that sounds like a plan. All right. If you haven't already, and I'm going to be highly disappointed if mm-hmm. you haven't, please tell me there's a functioning CB in that car. No CB radio. No, right, you got no another, you got another bit of homework. Find a dirt road and put in a CB before I get there. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Good idea. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit already. It's kind of redundant, but maybe mm-hmm. get in your head a little bit. You guys stay away from complete builds. Tell me why. Uh, complete interior builds. So, yeah, like custom car, custom car builds, complete yeah. builds. Well, it, it, it's two part. Number one, I don't really get requests for that at all um very rarely custom work and all the hot rods and we do do a lot of like muscle cars and classic cars but it's an older clientele and they always want it restored as original 
Mm-hmm. I really don't get requests to do something um, custom very rarely. But I even turn away some of those jobs. Like I, don't, I won't take a job that someone brings me a gutted interior, and you know, and it's just a boxes and boxes of parts and things. I used to do that when I was younger, just because I would get excited about the car and everything. But now that I run the business side of it, uh, I don't make much money on those mm. cars. You know, yeah. so I have to be. You know, I could do a Honda Accord headliner in two hours, and you know charge 400 bucks for it in and out the door quick good money Mm -hmm. and you you could sit there all day long on a headliner for a classic car and then still have to work on it the following day and whatever you charge is always going to be you know the the, to be honest with those those customers tend to be you know a little bit cheap too yeah (laughs) you know they they, don't want to overspend in their mind so on certain things, it's hard to make money. And that's, you know, a dilemma yeah. that you guys face. I, I get it. We've talked about it a hundred times. You were my original contact with the hog ring. We talked mm-hmm. about that before. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't highly annoyed when you passed communication over to Nadeem. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did you do that to me? Uh, Nadeem is the communicator, man. He, he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, but he's good at that stuff. He can take you know, my thoughts and articulate them and put them into words that are, yeah. you know, professional and, and, and right. Whereas I'm the type of person, yeah, I'm better. Uh, I'm better just shut my mouth and work with my hands kind of guy, you know? So we did, we, I felt like we worked well together, but you know, you yeah. guys are both great. I'll sing your praises to anyone that asks. And even when they don't, I, you know, go out of my way. You guys are Fantastic. I mean, I, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Appreciate that. And, appreciate um, it. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're guys I know I could count on if I ever need anything. It's you're that kind of people. Thank you. Thank nah, you. No worries. You're, you're a big believer in honing your craft. Mm-hmm. What type of things are you doing or do to keep getting better? Uh, to keep getting better? Well, I, I enjoy looking at what's going on in other parts of the world. Because what I've realized is that the... Um, upholstery industry in America is actually very different than the upholstery industry in, in Europe and places like that. They're doing some amazing stuff in these other countries. Right. And um, I'm fascinated to learn more. I'm constantly like uh, going on their pages and going to Google Translate and trying to translate these things and figure out what materials they're using and what processes they're doing because they, um, they could do some really high-end, beautiful stuff that I think isn't happening in America. American uh, custom trim is really about like hot rod trim, you mm-hmm. know, whereas yeah. I think in Europe, it's a lot more about taking a 2020 Mercedes, which already has a beautiful interior and somehow making it even more beautiful. And they'll, they'll pull the dashes out, completely redo them. They can wrap things that I thought were unwrappable, you know, and, and it's the glues that they use. It's the the processes that they, they've... So it's really fun watching those shops. So I'm constantly trying to learn from some of the, uh, the other countries out there. I mean, they're doing amazing work in Russia, in Turkey, in Poland, all kinds of places I didn't... I never even thought about until, you know, Instagram and social media started seeing that stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I see some of the European guys and they're just amazing. You know, the Russian trimmers are incredible. They have a style all their own. I mean, there's so many of them out there. Yeah, they are um, next level. They really are incredible. Right. I'm going to rip off some cars. Your job is to pick between them. Ready? Yeah. All right. Generally or Smokey and the Bandit? Generally. Okay. Agreed. 60s, 70s, or 2000s Corvettes? Oh, 60s all day long. Okay. I'm going to agree with you as well. Eleanor or the A-Team van? Eleanor. Tough call for me, but I'm going Eleanor. 1970 Chevelle LS6454 or a 67 Corvette 427 435? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm going 67 Corvette. I'm going to do the same thing. I always trend towards muscle cars, but my buddy's dad got us into that 427, 435. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in the 80s. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the car always sticks in my head. The C2 um, Corvette's my favorite. It's, it's actually the only Corvette I like. I like the C1 and the C2. Mm. And then after that, I'm kind of uninterested in Corvettes. Okay. I, you know. I hear you. Roadrunner or GTO? Um, oh, depends on the year. But overall, I would say... Overall. Yeah, overall, I would go GTO. 
they have that naughty front grill, just the lights on, yeah. the G- on some of the GTOs were just incredible. Yeah, I love the front end on the GTO. I agree. Yeah. I'm a lot more, I'm in more lockstep with you than I was with your brother, I think, <laughs> in some things. We might have to switch back. All right, this is a tough one. So I'm going to put you on the spot. But if, you could, if you're building the perfect robot trimmer mm. and could take bits and pieces of different trimmers out there across the world, who would make up your creation? Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. So America, I would want <laughs> parts of Shannon Walters, uh, Tracy Weaver, who I think that was the first guy who really, really inspired me as interiors because okay. I really was a fan of modern styling mm-hmm. in classic cars. And I think, I don't know if it's true that he was the first doing it or not. I don't know. But it was the one that when I saw his interiors, like it blew my mind. Like yeah. it was exactly what I'd always wanted to see, but had never seen. Like, so I love yeah, his bad. work. He's not bad. He's okay. He's just all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I love his work. I would definitely go um, DJ Designs. I would get some of their, some parts of them and this robot because uh, they're really high end. Same with like JK Automotive with like the uh, the technology they use, mm-hmm. you know, and like avant-garde too. Yeah, I know you, um, and, you, and, you and Nadim love the technology. I could tell. You guys are tech, uh, tech heads, which is cool. It, it's interesting. Yeah, it's yep. really fascinating to see these people design no, Some of these things they all come out with are amazing, you know. Yeah. I just, I still try to wrap my head around you know, magnets and holding things in place. So I know, right? I'm a little more base-minded. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more old school. I like um, Fat Luckies and uh, Mikey Seats. They do really cool stuff. Really nice designs that are like period correct yeah. for cars from like the 50s and things like that. Mm-hmm. I love their designs. It's just so clean, so perfectly executed. And... Um, you know, then I would go some to some of my favorite trimmers overseas, and you know, in the foreign countries. There's a UD Customs in uh, Turkey who just is blows my mind. Say that again. What's the company name? Uh, UD Custom. I UD think Custom? UD Custom okay. Work or Customs. I think, but just the the quality of the work is fantastic. And then there's a lot of really really talented uh, female trimmers, women trimmers, especially in um in Europe, like best trimmers I've ever seen in my life. And uh, if I had to make like top five greatest trimmers, that that list would probably be dominated by women. Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. These um, overseas, it's just uh, some of the work. It just blows my mind. It really does. There's some good stuff. I've never done a deep dive, but obviously I'm on there and, you know, follow some of them. But um, yeah, yeah, it just, the talent is, is everywhere. All right. It's your turn to go on the rapid fire hot seat. You ready? All right. Let's do it. All right. Growing up, did you ever lose out on a girl to your brother? That has never happened. Ooh, did he ever lose yeah. one to you? No, no, the age difference. I think uh, it, we're four years apart. So, growing up, you know, he's in senior in high school. I'm it's in true. eighth grade, so it didn't That's really true. work out that way. All right, so he he's older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So none of his friends ever tried to cougarize you. Nothing. No. <laughs> 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 Nothing like that. No. Thank God. Favorite, favorite ice cream flavor? Um, chocolate mint chip. I'm right with you. Turkey yeah. Hill mint chocolate chip's my favorite. <laughs> All right. Your Mount Rushmore of greatest bands. Greatest bands. Wow. Okay. So that changes like on an annual basis because I go through periods. But um, if I had to pick my favorites, it would be Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Metallica. Um, I was on a big Rammstein kick for years, so I'm going to put them in there. And maybe Alice in Chains. Okay. Yeah. So very grungish. Yeah. A little bit with metal. Yeah. You, you and your dad have obviously spent the most time together working in the shop over the years. Does that mean you're the favorite? Uh, no, I think that means I'm the least favorite. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Sounds like argue. my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you're working with someone so close, you, you know, you're know you going to get into arguments. Um, yeah. Thank God he's patient. He's probably the most patient person I've ever met because um, uh, I, I've been kind of a jerk sometimes. So I'm grateful <laughs> to have such a good time. I never would have imagined that, really? Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
Yeah, the best thing for a relationship is distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh, my brothers probably get along best because when they see him, um, you know, everything's happy. Everything's you know, fine, right. When you're in someone's face all day long, you're bound to <laughs> butt heads every now and then. All right. I asked your brother the same question. Deserted Island, you're taking three foods. What are they? Three foods. I would go watermelon because I every time I eat that, I eat it until my stomach hurts. Um, we go with oatmeal. <laughs> I love oatmeal. oatmeal? Yeah, heck? I love oatmeal. I, I could eat oatmeal three three meals a day. I okay. love it. And um, probably peanuts or any kind of nuts. I like nuts, almonds, peanuts, things like that. All right. You know, I, I, I do you know you're a health nut. I mean, no, like no wheatgrass. Are we really going on the health kick here? <laughs> no, nah, nothing like that. No yeah, no, yeah, Nadeep told me that you're uh, pretty dialed in with the, with the health and the training and everything else. All right. So you got the food. Who are you taking with you? Give me three people that are coming with you. No girlfriend, no wife, no kids. Who are you bringing? Boy, I would, oh, God. Anybody yeah. in the world? Yeah. yeah, I would probably go with like these survivor people, like Bear Grylls or somebody like that. You know? Okay, it's smart. Yeah, you know, I like right. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd probably pick him, and then um, yeah, I, I like have the, to pick a. I like that dual survival show. I'm, I'm a big survival show watcher. Dual yeah. survival was my favorite. I love Bear, but dual survival with like Cody and all the others. I don't. I don't. I don't I've never you seen never that. Saw one. Those? Nah, nah. Oh, dude, I saw all those up. like a. Uh, the naked ones where like naked and afraid. Naked yeah. They're yeah. Fun. Those are, I can only take so much of that. <laughs> yeah. Dual survival is a hidden gem. It's been off for a well, while. They had too much drama with all their, all their, uh, you know, leading men, but yeah, dual survival was fun. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll check right, it out. Three, three things you're taking with you. What are they? Three things I'm taking with me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I would take, uh, my toolbox, <laughs> You know, got to okay. be able to build stuff. Right. I would take um, my drums because that would be fun. You know, just sit there drumming all day. Yeah. And yeah, uh, if I'm stuck on there, because I would obviously take like a boat or something, a helicopter. Get, get the, the heck out of there. there. Right. Out of point. Right? Yeah. I said the same thing to your brother. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask you both this last question. So you do it first and we'll pass it over, you know, back to Nadim. Sure. And you don't, this doesn't have to be, you know, contrived if there is or isn't whatever you, whatever you're feeling, what's the pie in the sky vision that you guys have for the hog ring moving forward? I mean, are you living it now? Do you have bigger plans? Well, Nadim has a lot of plans, but it's just timing. Like there's things we would love to do. We'd really love to do like a, a really cool television show. We've talked about that before. Like, how cool would it be to visit all these shops all over the place and, you know, interview them, see the projects they're working on, things like that. Um, and then we always thought about, like, uh, you ever see that um, Ink Master show? That no. they, they Well, it, it's it's kind of like a competition show. And we thought, like, how cool would that be to do a competition show in, in upholstery where maybe three trimmers all work on a, um, a motorcycle seat and then it's judged in the end, right? You know, kind of like a 24-hour kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that would be kind of a cool thing. That's that's pie in the sky because obviously, um, you know, that's way outside of anything that we're capable of. So that that's kind of the dream, but I don't see that happening. Although it's nice to dream. No, I like that. That's good. All right, let's switch it over to your brother. Man, right. thank you so much for everything. Let me be a part of what you guys do and you know, being so good to us and that relationship. I really, really, I really uh, enjoy that. Well, it's a pleasure. And we love having you, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for everything you guys do for the industry as well. I know all Appreciate the people it. listening are echoing everything I'm saying, because you guys are great. I appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, you. Buddy. Thank you. You got it, man. Hey. Hey, but did your beard get shorter? You trimmed it up a little more for me? Yeah, yeah. I took the, uh, we're at the shop right now. I went, I took the shears and I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked your brother. Pie in the sky vision uh -huh. that you guys have for the hog ring moving forward. I mean, you're okay. living it now. Do you have bigger plans? We're the kind of guys who are constantly brainstorming ideas um, and thinking of what we want to do. I think sort of like the biggest thing that we've come up with has been um, like TV show. Doing one of those shows where, where we can actually, you know, we do articles about trimmers all the time. 
but it's one thing to like do an article and interview a trimmer. It's another to actually go to their shop and see them like in their element and witnessing them work because everyone has their own processes, you know? Um, and then being able to like, sort of like what you do with the podcast, get to know them on a different mm-hmm. level, like yeah. on a human level would be really yeah. cool too. What, what like really drives them? What motivates them? Are they surrounded by loved ones while they're working? Is it a family business? Like those sorts of things. Um, would love to do that. Okay. Yeah, your brother pretty much said the same thing. So your visions are, are definitely aligned. What the hell are you waiting for? A giant production company to be like, yo, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, be very careful what you wish for as far as that goes. Yeah. Because doing these television shows is a nightmare. I, I imagine it would be. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I, I don't yeah. know how God bless, uh, God bless these guys. I don't know how they do it. I wouldn't be able to handle stop, start, do this, do that, move over. No, I, I would, I'd be running. You can't get, it's hard to get things done. But, um, you know, you get one one good cameraman. I mean, you know, look at Richard from Gas Monkey. He's got his own YouTube channel now. He ran That's away true. from the television guys and he's doing yeah. great. And who's got a big, bigger, better brand than him? And he's still building it. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've heard that from trimmers who, who've been on TV shows before. And they've told us like a lot of them like turn down TV opportunities because it is a hassle. Like it's yeah. just a lot to do. And, yeah, you're and they're losing trying money. to actually, you're yeah, not, and they're trying to work making. too. So you, you can't yeah. do both at the same time. Yep. And if you're listening yeah. out there and you're going to do it and they're trying to get pushed, make sure you get paid. Don't do it without getting paid. If you do, exactly, you're, you're, you're losing money. It's nowhereville. At least in my experience from what I've heard, experienced a little bit, it's, it's definitely nowhereville. Because they're going to own your image and your likeness. No, everything. Your, every, yeah, everything, gonna, everything belongs to them. They can, yeah. If they want it that bad, they can afford to share a couple of shekels with you uh, to make it worth your time. Especially exactly. if they're going to sh- slow you down every day and cost you money. They better make it up. I think that's it, man. What are the, anything else you want to go over? No, we're just um we feel, you know, incredibly lucky and blessed to have like started this community as more or less an experiment, a shot in the dark. Um, and it snowballed into something bigger than I think either Nassim or I could have ever imagined. We've met so many amazing people, yourself included, along this journey. And it's it's just been amazing. Um, like I said, 10 years in and we're still going strong and we're looking forward to another 10 years. It's funny, there's there's some trimmers, you know that we meet like some young younger trimmers who are like, I've been following you since high school, you know, like, wow. so they, they like, they've kind of grown up with us. Um, yeah. And they, their introduction to the industry was so much different than ours. Like ours was just family-based and theirs was online reading interviews with other trimmers, reading news, jumping in the forum, those sorts of things. And it's really yeah. rewarding in that sense. And so yeah, people, people ask going. me all the time, you know, about you guys, what, how, what are they, what are they like? Do you like them? Are they cool? Are they boring? Are they this? Are they that? What do they do? So I really, yeah. I didn't want to make this about work too much. I mean, I got into, you know, the trim side a little bit with, with the scene, but that's what he does. But I didn't want to, yeah. I wanted to, everyone out there between you guys interviewing me and me interviewing you to get to know you guys, like kind of what makes you tick and, you know, the brother element, the family element, kind of your likes and, you know, dislikes, et cetera. So you know, hopefully we accomplish that because I think that's a big mystery. I think that's one thing mm-hmm. that you guys have shied away from is really exemplifying yourself and just putting it out there, the hog ring for everyone else to, you know, for everyone to have and everyone to take advantage of for their businesses, for fun, for, you know, whatever they're using the hog ring for, it's always been about everybody else. So kind of just want to let everybody know what makes you guys tick a little bit. Some of these questions I asked, I already know the damn answers, you know, <laughs> but not all of them. Yeah. You know, I would say no. like two or three, I knew the answers, but the rest I'm, I'm learning too. Yeah, um, no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, Nassim and I have always sort of been behind the scenes guys. Uh, I think it's where we're most comfortable, but it's also because I think the whole mission of the website has always been industry first, right? Like we've never wanted it to be about our shop or about our work or, or self-promotion in that sense. Because for us, we were trying to accomplish something much bigger than bringing in more business to our shop. So I, actually, I don't think we've ever mentioned our shop on the website, probably maybe like once or twice. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always been about promoting the industry. Because for a long time, I feel like people have told us that the industry is dying, the industry is dead, it's going away, yada, 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 whatever. But along this like journey through the hog ring, like we've discovered that's far from the truth. It's yeah. not a dying industry. Now, you guys have had thriving. one of the very, very, very biggest hands in bringing it back. Now, I think COVID has definitely helped because people are tired of looking at their stuff. They want to spoil themselves. <laughs> I get it. But you yeah. guys have had the biggest hand in 
putting the industry on a pedestal, letting it get seen, shedding light on, on issues, shops that need help, people that are great people and people that need to have their work seen because they're that amazing. I mean, you run the gamut, you do it all. You're, you know, a news outlet and a place people go. So you, you, you guys are great. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, everyone definitely owes you a big debt. And if they don't, and they're frowning at me now, like, like I said before, turn off the podcast. Cause you're just, you're just, you're lost. Hey, one more thing I did forget. What's that? Okay. You guys are going out. I got lost in me and you talking so much before when you were on first, but you guys are going out to the mobile solutions, mobile tech expo, correct? That master tech expo. Yeah. Master we'll tech expo. I keep doing that. I'm Brian. I am so sorry. I'm exhibiting at this thing and I still can't get the name right. But uh, yeah, mobile <laughs> solutions, Brian Schmidt and his team are putting on, it's not even a show. It's more of like a in-depth learning experience for three or four days, whatever it is, um, with all the classes and everything going on. Uh, he's He's gone all out for this. So you guys are going, you're covering it. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be covering. We'll be participating in in the classes. Like we're taking courses ourselves. We're really looking forward to it. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened in our industry. So I think anyone who misses it, it's a shame. Like you, you better sign up for twenty twenty three because this thing is going to be awesome. All right. When you guys are packing, pack me a Red Bull because after like six o'clock, God shuts me down, and there's no way I'm going to stay up and hang out without some kind of boost. So because I definitely want to hang out with you guys after. I mean, we already got dinner plans set up, but yeah, we got to spend some time. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. We'll be hanging out at your booth too. Of course. So, yeah, we'll I hope around comes whatever. By and says hello and, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to meet people at the NC booth as well. That'll be exciting. All right, buddy. Yeah. Awesome. Now Take we can care, sign man. off, put a bow on it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Later on. All right, kid. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.